On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are diving into Michigan State versus Michigan. It is rivalry week. We're going to talk about the point spread in this one and then just give some general thoughts and expectations about the game. And I will talk a little bit about what I saw from Michigan State's defense while rewatching the Rutgers game yet again. So let's get to it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, October 29th. The year is 2020. What are you doing over there? Uh, I was just moving my chair. I'm oh, sorry. I just heard a noise and you like to make noises and sometimes yeah. you're, you're cracking a beer. Sometimes you're slugging from Fireball. I just didn't know. Uh. I wish, I, but no, I, I'm not living that exciting these days, no. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, yeah, they do car stuff because they're Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my just really dreading this weekend co-host, Matt Sheehan. Am I, though, like, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at it the same way that Nebraska fans probably looked at their week one game. I I think I said this when I called in last week that Nebraska fans had it all wrong about how they looked at the week one game against Ohio State. Like, they should have welcomed that, that they know that they're going to get their ass thoroughly handed to them. That's kind of the same vibe I get going into this game. Like, (laughs) I I just had my parents over. I was talking to my dad. I was like, this is probably the... Less stress have ever been going into a Michigan game, even last year, and that was low stress too. It's like we we all kind of know the inevitable is going to happen. Sure, when game time rolls around, I will have that five percent inkling in the back of my head that thinks the boys can get it done. <laughs> but like five percent, maybe we'll get up to six percent. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's, and I hate and I hate that it's this relaxing too, because the reason it is this relaxing is because things are just that. Bad, Will. I think it's, 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 not, it's not good. It's not good. I wish it was a confident relax. Not a, I am so <laughs> unconfident that uh, I'm, I'm relaxed in, in what's about to happen this weekend. So that's, a, that's just a long way of saying, no, I'm not that worried about it's this fine. weekend, Will. Because what is there to be worried about? You can't worry about the inevitable. We're all one step closer to death every day we wake up in the morning. Like, it, it, Come on. You can't be worried all the time in life. <laughs> you got a child at home. Yeah, who cares about getting blown out by... <laughs> hey, I name worse things in life, you know? It happens. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the point spread, because uh, it's an interesting one. It's a lot. There's a lot of it's points. It's healthy. There's, there's some meat lot, on it. Yeah. There's a lot of points in that spread. Yep. Whoa. Uh, we'll see if either of us are courageous enough to take those points. Uh, and then we'll talk kind of some expectations. Matt teased it a little bit, alluded to where he's at right now, but we'll expand on that, and then I do want to give some thoughts just about this Michigan State defense, and, and specifically what they could do with Michigan, what they could prevent Michigan from doing. Uh, just after rewatching them uh, again earlier on Wednesday, so that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe SpartansWill.substack.com. Can't think. Everyone enough uh, for subscribing. There's been a, a ton of people jumping in already. And there was this fun thing that was happening Wednesday night. It's still happening as we record where people are just gifting out subs to other people, Big which time. is 
like the most, it, it is wild to me that someone would pay to read words that I wrote, right? Just like sure. that, that fact is, is wild to me. It is, I'd never even, it, I didn't consider that people would think to buy f- for other people. Like to, they would think so much of the work and they were bit, such big fans of the work that they would be willing to pay so someone else could read it. Um, it, it it's thank you. That's all I can say is thank you. Spartan Nation is the best. MSU Twitter is the best. And Will, Will, Don't you're say the it. best, Will. You're the best. No, I'll say it, Will. You're the best, Will. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. How's that feel, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I said it. I said it, you son of a <laughs> Michigan is favored by 24 and a half points over Michigan State, Matt. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me look to see if that's like the biggest of all time. That 20, no, it's 2016. Uh, they kicked off at 24 and a half. Oh, yikes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this one got up to 25. It's back down to 24 and a half. Uh, I saw it opened at circa, I think it what was it, 24. It's It's been pretty consistent the whole time. You got the sort of the trend, the history of this specific line up right in front of you, right? Yeah, a lot of them when the lines opened, it was 23 and a half. Then it floated mm-hmm. up to like 25, 25 and a half. A lot of places on um, Tuesday and then on Wednesday, it got back down to 24 and a half. So that's kind of where... Yeah. The dust is settling. For now, I'm sure uh, there will be some sharp money uh, on Friday. That'll move that line a little bit. But yeah, uh, it's well. No, no matter how you slice it, whether it's 23 and a half, 25 <laughs> it's and a half, it's yeah. a it's a metric craft ton of points. <laughs> I was just gonna say, or on a plate. <laughs> Either way, we're talking it's, three touchdowns it, plus, baby. <laughs> you're talking moot points when you're talking like three touchdowns and an extra point, or three touchdowns and two two point conversion. It yeah, doesn't. It's, it's, it's three it's, plus touchdowns. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, right now, public, 52% of the bets are on Michigan. 48% of the bets are on Michigan State. That, you know, I, I think this one's going to be pretty balanced. Um, Michigan was really impressive, and Michigan State was the exact opposite of that last yeah. weekend. And so, yeah, I think it's – I thought it would open lower, honestly. I guess, I don't know. Take the rivalry into account. You think, okay, Michigan was awesome, but it's one game against a Minnesota team that's missing guys with COVID, replacing a bunch of, like, they're replacing seven starters on defense, and then they lost a couple linebackers to COVID. You know, I it was really impressive, certainly, for Michigan, but I, you could make a case that it was a little fluky just based on Minnesota kind of limping into the game. But then you like, well, Michigan also had a bunch of new guys, too, and a new quarterback and four new linemen and new receivers, and they looked fine. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe they'd be like, okay, Michigan's a little overrated. Michigan State had some, un- it was a little unlucky with turnovers. It's a rivalry game. Maybe it seems like it should be 21. We'll bump it down to 17 and a half, something like that. But it opened 23-ish, and uh, it's been kind of, sit- like you said, sitting around there the whole time, Matt. Yeah, and I got to apologize too. Like on Saturday after watching MSU lose to Rutgers, the last thing in the entire world that I wanted to do was watch Michigan tune up with uh, Minnesota for a ranked <laughs> road win. So like I missed literally every single snap of that game. Um, I don't watch a lot of Michigan to be honest, like normally, but like I especially avoid. I, I even avoided like just checking the score on my phone during their really? game. So. Uh, well, c- come on, man. The last thing I needed was to like to keep my mind <laughs> a- any anywhere near 
their game. And also, uh, the World Series was pretty tight that night, so that, yeah. that was pretty cool. But um, we, we did I record did a, during part of it. I watched some of the first half. Okay, yeah. good, good for you. That's one more half than I watched. Um, so I did a lot of box score watching. So apologies here. I don't have like a hard, concrete, succinct breakdown of uh, what they're all about, but I do know that uh, they scored a lot of points. Will they scored Matt. a lot of points? And uh, yikes! Don't don't like to see that at all. Matt, at when all. have I ever come into a show? Mm-hmm. When has anyone ever turned this podcast on mm-hmm. and been like, "Yep." Here for Sheehan's super in-depth breakdown of the roster and scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, never, never. Yeah, yeah never? it's okay. I no. honestly, I I'd be disappointed if you had watched it and had strong opinions about Michigan. I'm no, just... <laughs> usually I can muster up an opinion, but yes. like this time, it's like th- th- this team might as well be from Mars coming into the season. Like <laughs> I I I know that uh, Cam Newton's their quarterback. And, yes. and somehow, okay, tell me how Ben Mason is eligible for a 15th year. I don't know. I he, don't know. He, he was playing back like when they had the, the stake in the ground game back in the day. How is that even possible he's still in the team? Ben Mason's Mohawk can vote. I yeah. don't know how he's <laughs> yes. still eligible. Yeah, so but outside of those two things, I, I, I and, and that Nick they're getting spotted three touchdowns this weekend, yeah, I, I don't know a lot They have Nick Bosa at defensive end, too. <laughs> yes, that's or right. A yeah, combination I, I of the Bosa's. read me. that headline. That That is correct. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, Michigan had like six sacks against Minnesota, and, and the Bosa combination guy didn't have any. Weird. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe yeah. they're just saving some on the film. Maybe they just okay. had him just stand there like a scarecrow, just didn't want to give too much away before the Spartans roll into town. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Are you going to – we do our tally site predictions. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have this game on your docket? And if so, what's Dude, your lane? That, that's a great question. Once again, like, my dad just came over and we're just, like, you know, shooting the you-know-what. And he's like, hey, what do you got? MSU, 23 and a half. And even in a super casual conversation like that with my dad, I said, I'm not touching it. Like, even to, like, prolong a conversation, I, I still couldn't do it. So, <laughs> going to head, okay, just because I'm a sick person, I'll, I'll take, no, no. No, I'm I'm gonna take the Wolverines here because if if I'm gonna watch MSU get the doors blown off of them, I want to get paid for it. I okay. will do it on Tally site. Whenever we make our picks, I will always put the MSU game on there. But like you talk confidence on mm-hmm. either side of the coin here, whether it's taking the points or laying the points, like dude, I never in my life have I been less confident in anything as far as like gambling goes. I, I have no idea where to peg this game. It's- Gun to head. Give me the team that. Just lost by double digits to Rutgers, losing by three plus touchdowns <laughs> to the team that just tuned up a team on the road in a See, ranked that, game. That's what makes me kind of want to go with Michigan State. See, right? Z- Doesn't z- it? I know. Zig. Yeah, you zig when others zag. Like I know. I do pretty well picking games against the spread by that's not my only thing driving me, but you can sort of find spots like like last week, Florida State Coming off a huge win, looking awesome. Louisville's struggling, and you look at the line, it's like Louisville's only Louisville's minus five. Florida State, like, wait, what? And yeah. then I'm just like, I'm just, I feel like everyone's going to be like, man, Florida State is back. And mm-hmm. so I just went the other way, and it worked. Louisville crushed them. Yeah. And so that I think some of that could be in play here. Problem is, I just don't know. I, I don't know what to make it all about Michigan State yet. I, they're very much a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And Michigan's finally, like second half of the year last year, it felt like they finally figured out what they were on offense schematically. And they just seem like they've kept it rolling. 
So, I don't know. I, I feel like I know Michigan's pretty damn good, and I don't know anything about Michigan State. So, I'm going to pick this game too, but I'm just like, I don't really know. I will say, though, 2016, same spread. Easy cover for the Spartans. Yeah. They, they lost by nine, and well, they, it was, they were trying to make it five. I don't even remember like, the whole two-point conversion return to end the game thing. I, I, all I know is it's one of the best five plays in Jim Harbaugh's era. He's beaten a 3-9 team by nine points on the two-point conversion return. So that's the only thing I remember from that game. Yeah. So Very I, I, inebriated for that game. Very. <laughs> I don't feel any sort of way confidently about it. But if, like, if I had to pick one I, like, and put real money on it, I think I would go Michigan State. That's a lot of points in this game. I know what happened last year. I know what happened last week. They can't be that bad. Can they? They can't be that bad. Uh, We're about to find out. I wouldn't say that aloud. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep talking about this game, but we'll talk a little bit about our expectations and kind of what we want to see out of Michigan State this weekend. We'll do that here in just a second. First, a word from Coors Light, Matt. Going to be having some... Delicious Coors Light this weekend. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then it's important to stop, hit that reset button, and that is when you reach for a Coors Light. It is mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Matt, you've got your aluminum pints, right? I, I got the mortar shells, baby. That's right. The mortar shells. They do kind of look like oh, yeah. legitimate oh, yeah. mortar shells. The pounders. <laughs> 16 ounces of Coors Light, baby. The oh, pounders. It is absolutely fantastic. It's not a better beer that you can find for, for sitting on the couch, it's a great tailgating beer. Mm-hmm. It's just a great football beer. You know, you're out it grilling, is. Coors Light with your burger. It's absolutely fantastic. I don't think I'm going to be out grilling this weekend, but I'm, I'm going to get a Coors Light and have it with me. You while know what else Coors Light slaps is the shower. A nice oh, power shower with the Coors Light. It might Coors be the best Light. shower mm-hmm. beer. It, it, it is be. up there. Nice, nice yeah. cold Coors Light, nice hot shower, worlds oh. colliding. It's like you're splitting an <laughs> atom in your senses. It is incredible. What happens, though, when the silver bullet train flies by? Does all the water freeze and you just get really cold? But you're just so refreshed, you don't even care. Correct. Yeah, the refreshment battles out like the hypertension or the hypothermia that you get. <laughs> hypertension, what am I talking about? Hypothermia, that's, that's the right medical term to use. But you get the point. Coors Light is the official beer of watching your team, the Michigan State Spartans. It is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the as the. I was going to say the cool Rockies, but it says Colorado here. It's the Colorado Rockies. Perfect Same thing. For What's the difference? The cool Colorado Rockies, not the baseball team, the mountains. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto. You got a car with four wheels. You also got access to Rock Auto. Assuming if you have an internet, internet connection, <laughs> rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, gas pedals, gas pedals. motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, 
Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Why? Here. You'd be a big clown. Here. Big That's clown. A, that's, that's my clown horn. I, no, it worked. I got it. Don't do right. that. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Okay, so you sort of alluded to... Did I? I already forgot what I said in the last segment. Well, when we started, you were like, oh, you're so unstressed about this game. You Correct, yeah. I, I'm walking into this game the same way I'm walking into like a game against Central Arkansas A&T or something like that. Like, it's whatever, man. Like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares about anything in life? I think you combined Central Arkansas and North Carolina A&T. No, that's correct, yeah. Shout out... Uh, HBCU A and T. They speaking of, we're gonna talk about home field in a second. They did NC A and T stuff like three Saw weeks that. ago. Saw that. Oh, some nice stuff in there. Nice. If you want to support that, and I think some of the money goes to uh, a worthy cause related to like HBCU funding. Don't quote me on that, but I think if oh, you you're click quoting, on it, you're on the record, buddy. Sorry. If you click on it, like through home field, and see that like really cool stuff, and I think it helps go towards a good cause as yeah. well. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I'm walking into this game as uh, a nihilist and yes. just a, a, a man dead on the inside as I walk into this game. Yeah. But Even I will with- watch. I will root for the Spartans. That's not to say I've tapped out. I'm not a fan anymore. No, if anything, I'm still too much of a fan. And yeah. that's where my issues lie, is that I still care too much about this team. Let me paint a scenario for you. Sure. It's the end of the first quarter. Okay. Michigan State is up 7 to nothing. This sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Cam Newton has thrown like three for nine, 13 yards in a pick. Yeah. Running games for Michigan's averaging like 2.7 per carry, just stuck in the mud. Yeah. Rocky has a nice deep touchdown to Jaden Reed. Love it. Clean game, back sure. and forth, big hits, no fumbles or anything like that, just a little, wow. you know, defenses making plays. Where are you at? What's your headspace? Take me there. Um,. Are you still nihilist, or are you starting to believe? No, I, I'm starting to get ready to begin believing. That that's that's what I'm doing. I'm the early stages of the Vince McMahon <laughs> gif of him like leaning up in the chair, be like, oh, uh-huh. like that, yeah, that's yeah. What I it's do. a three stage gif. He's like, huh, and then what's yeah. the other one? He's like, Ooh. Uh-huh. and then he just, oh, <laughs> <and he> just <laughs> collapses. Yeah. No, so I'm in the very early stage. Yeah, I would begin the intrigued phase for sure. I almost aching it to, or akin, I don't know, I've, whatever, I compare it to, how about that, the, the 2017 I game I don't think, no, you don't ache in something. Aiken's not a verb. Um, Is it? Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. I compare it to, the tw- roast me on Twitter if uh, you Yeah, it's that. an adjective. Whatever, great. Uh, anyway, <sighs> I compare it to, how about that one, I compare it to the 2017 game. Uh, when MSU was double-digit underdogs, I believe they were 12 and a half. I think it opened at 14, closed at 12. It, it doesn't matter. But, like, kind of thought the same way, except I had a little more faith in that game where it's like, ah, okay, they're probably going to get beat. And then all of a sudden at halftime, it's like, ah, mm. okay. And then I really started to get nervous, like, when the fourth quarter started. Yeah. So, long story short, if they have a lead going into the fourth quarter, that's that's when I start believing. It has to be in the fourth <laughs> quarter. 45 minutes of football has to be under the belt because, well, also last week, like, dude... It came to the point where on kickoff returns and punt returns or just, like, lawn runs on the field, I was just waiting for the ball to pop out. 
Like, I'll be doing that the entire game this week. Like, if they have, like, a 21-7 to lead, like, the entire time, I'm not going to enjoy that lead. I'm not going to enjoy watching the game. I'm going to be like, all right, when's the shoe going to drop? When When is someone going to put the ball in the mat? Like, That was no, my next I, question because yeah. I'm like, is it, if it's 14-10 at half, are you starting to fire off, like, a cocky tweet here or there? No, I, no, 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 no. You say no? No, no, no. No, 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 no. You do not pop off the cocky tweets until the clocks hit zero, zero, zero. The officiating crew runs off the field, and you see MSU hold on to Paul Bunyan and walk him into the locker room. That is when you start firing off the cocky takes right there. No, 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 no. 2015, luckily it wasn't a lesson that we had to learn. 2015 yes. on oh, their yeah. side has taught me everything that, like, yeah. son, do not start chirping until uh, the clocks are at zero, man. <laughs> yeah, especially in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am weirdly optimistic that they'll play okay. Go on. I think they'll be... More energetic, more competitive. Mm-hmm. I think they just got embarrassed. Yes. yes. And football, there's this weird thing in football, and it seems to happen a ton. It almost doesn't matter what the quality of a team is. Like, there's a threshold. Like, I don't know. Vanderbilt getting embarrassed isn't going to show up uh, against, like, Alabama next week and I'll give them a game, right? They'll show up, but still, like, showing up yeah. for Vanderbilt is a 56-point loss to Bama, right? <laughs> But, like, when teams just get – fall flat on their face, get embarrassed, mm-hmm. like, there's – I don't know. It doesn't always happen, but it seems like a lot of times it's totally anecdotal. They just, like, respond and play almost the polar opposite game the next week. There's like, two There's two ways to go when adversity faces you. Like, do, do you run into it? Do you double <laughs> down and, like, do you do something with it? Or, like, do you just get mopey all over yourself and just, like, slog yourself through a season? Like, there's yeah. only two ways to go. It's not going to get any better. It's not going to stay the same. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it is only going to get better or only going to get worse. It's not going to stay the same after a game like that. So, And I think just, like, I don't know, like, Antoine Simmons. I know Rocky, is his ability is polarizing, but I think they really like him as, like, a teammate. And he's, if they were doing traditional captains, he would certainly be one. Sure. I could. I just can see them rallying. You know, it makes sense to me anecdotally that they would rally and play really hard. And they're, you know, they're not going to have enough in this game. They're not going to have. They're they're outclassed mm-hmm. almost everywhere. Sure. They're they're not going to have enough in this game. But I feel like they're just they're going to fight. They're gonna they're gonna actually sort of, you know, what is it? Bow their necks, kind of thing, and punch back and, and say, hey. Yeah. We are not, like, we lost to Rutgers. We're not a team that loses to Rutgers, if that makes sense. And if I can compare it to Rutgers, too, what they need to happen is, like, they need to have a first 10 minutes like Rutgers had last week. Like, Rutgers had no reason to believe in themselves going into that game last week, but they had all the belief. Of course. Special. You got to freaking get out to a 16 point lead and then. Not in football, but like in basketball, you get out to an early lead, and then I'll take one in football too. That's fine. Yeah, sure. But yeah, you feel like, hey, we can beat these guys, and that really matters, especially with really inconsistent college kids because these are not pros. They're they're not that good at football yet. 
Yeah, and, like, you got to generate belief for yourself, especially coming off a week where, like, there really wasn't a lot of energy. Like, yeah, sure, maybe Rutgers had a little bit of energy going into the game, but at the same time, like, they also have years of being Rutgers behind them, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, they had no reason to believe in themselves. They have no reason to believe that they could go to East Lansing, and even as bad as they are, beat a Michigan State team. But you had that first drive where you do three third-down conversions. Okay, the offense is starting to feel themselves. Oh, mm-hmm. you have a strip sack down at the one. Oh, boy, defense is starting to feel themselves. Yep. Yikes. And now, not only that, but what's going on on the other sideline in the green and white? Rut those row. are guys that are just walking with a 1,000-yard stairs now throughout uh-huh. the rest of the game. Like that. So, yeah, I could say, sure. Of, of course, I could say that, like, yeah, they, they might bounce back. I I think it ha- comes down to, like, what happens in the 10 minutes. Like, can you get at least a little bit of moxie under your yeah. belt? in the first few minutes here in such a heated rivalry game too like can we get a, a big hit or something like that uh, a long touchdown to set the tone I, I don't know I don't know how, yeah, how it does sure. happen I don't know how it will happen I don't know if it's going to happen but that's that's the only way that you have this team covering um, this massive spread and also <laughs> maybe uh, having uh, whispers of a potential stunner going into the fourth quarter perhaps oh. it's just early belief early belief early belief Easier said than done. Easier said than done. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a legitimate game plan because it's not, but it's just the roadmap to how you get to yeah. uh, upset alert. Yeah. I want to see them also, like, aside from coming out with energy, having some belief, some confidence, and playing well, like, just like, hey, they're not a sloppy mess. They look more cohesive. I want to see, like, a, a game plan that makes sense throughout the game and we talked a little bit about with jay johnson like yeah i get what they were doing at the beginning but they were late to change it up i want to see them do stuff that makes sense and continue to sort of evolve throughout the game as things change Mm -hmm. make noticeable changes the run game's not going all right we're gonna go to the air we're gonna we're gonna run slants we're gonna get our screen game going and then we're gonna you know See if we can loosen up the box and try to run a little bit, you know, like pass the run, whatever it is. Sure. I want to see a game plan that makes me feel like, okay, there's some smart stuff going on here. I felt that a little bit on rewatch against the Rutgers, uh, you know, watching the Rutgers film, but I want to see that as like, it's obvious. I want to see it. Like you can't help but notice, like, oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do. Michigan's going to blitz the hell out of them. They're going to do solo coverage. They're going to be man all the time. We know that. I want to see them be like, all right, we're going to our man beaters. We're going to our blitz beaters. We're going to make sure we protect. We're going to get the ball out quick. We're going to run horizontally because their their line yes, likes yeah. to get upfield, and that's a way where you can make them have to, like, hey, I got to – Pause here for a sec before I can rush because someone might be running right in my face. Mm-hmm. I want to see something like that. I want to see it make sense, and I want to see them try really hard and be less sloppy. And if they do that, I think they can compete, um, which would be a nice step forward after losing two Rutgers. Listen, a lot of room for improvement, right? I mean, there's oh, yeah. no shortage of things that we would want to see, which... Uh... I was going to say is good, but I say it's actually not. It's good also at all. bad. <laughs> Let's pause here. We'll come back. Uh, I want to give some thoughts on the defense because I am ready to counterpunch you five days later, Matt. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that here in just a minute. But first, a word from our wonderful, wonderful friends at Home Field Apparel. 
home field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. Matt, you and I each have a couple of shirts. They are fantastic. The designs Best. are fantastic. They are so comfortable. They're soft as can be. And those designs that they make, they go through old programs, yearbooks. They find old logos that haven't been used in a long time. They make really thoughtful and unique uh, logos for for everything they do, and t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, and for every single school too. You would think like, oh, Wayne State, how could they find something for that? No, like they find really cool stuff for every single school that they've got on the list, and Michigan State is no exception to that. They dropped their, uh, their MSU line on August 1st, a uh, few months back, part of their big new Saturday, which you can check out at homefieldapparel.com. I recommend you do that. Uh, they also have Central Michigan, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Ferris, Wayne State, UDM Hope, Fire Up Dutch. So or it's Dutch. not just MSU, and they don't have U of M. So for that, Suckers. we can be very happy with them. So go to homefieldapparel.com right now, check out their stuff, and you can get 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel gear with the promo code ONSPARTANS. That's one word, ONSPARTANS. 20% off your first purchase, homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS. All right, Matt. Okay. I have now watched Michigan State lose to Rutgers three separate times. You, you are a complete masochist. <laughs> Just an utter masochist. But we, we love you for it and respect you for it, so thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, once you, uh, honestly, once you watch the game live and you know the result, it is much more enjoyable to watch, even if it's a loss, because you get to sort of like dissect things. This is just for me. Sure. Just so, it's like it's like rewatching a horror movie. Like, oh, I didn't see that little hint earlier, like that yeah. kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I was rewatching it for the third time. I wanted to get a better look at Michigan State's defense. I do a lot of work on the offensive side of the ball, charting, all that. I'm going to move and get more defense stuff through, uh, through the year here and as we move along. So stay tuned to spartanswill.substack.com for that. Mm, nice. But I wanted to check out the defense. Just I, I skipped all the offensive plays and just rolled through Michigan State defense, Matt. Okay. One thing that you said. Yeah, I said a lot of things. What did you say? I, I think I said if I wanted to put my son down for a nap, I'd put him behind the Rutgers offensive line because he wouldn't be touch or hear from anyone the entire afternoon. Um, you said the front was bad and ineffective. The front seven, I think I roped them all into that. Yeah, yeah. I was an equal opportunity offender there. Um, I'm here to disagree with you. I know you do. Yeah, I know you are. I know you. I know you are because you watch the film and you have these rational responses and yada yada yada. Go on, go on. Just do what you got to do. <sighs> Mr. Spartanswill.substack.com. Um, Drew Beasley was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I got to just keep a closer eye on him next time because I think uh, I was only focused on the two interior guys and not the end guys. I I wouldn't have thought he would have been like a top pro football focus graded guy. I did yeah. see some plays where I was like, eh, he should have done the, like he he got he got caught in between on a zone read play where he wasn't getting the running back and he wasn't getting the quarterback and it's like, okay, sure. That that was bad. But he did a bunch of stuff really really well. Um he had obviously a very nice sack, but he also pushed pressure from the edge a couple of times, moved Vidral out of the pocket, was strong in the run game too. Um and was just generally disruptive. So I thought he played well. Panashuk was kind of similar to what he's been. Sometimes you notice him, sometimes you don't see him for a while. 
Um, in terms of the edge, you know, Jack Camper and Mike Fletcher both left a bit to be desired, but I think there there are two edge guys playing well who are played well. The interior, which you said you were focusing on, um, these didn't get marked down as pressures or QB hits or really anything. Uh, but Naquan Jones collapsed the middle of more than a handful of pockets. Uh, he he was powerful, and Vidral bails early, mm-hmm. and that's something that a lot of college quarterbacks do. Yeah, especially when you're playing behind a Rutgers offensive line. <laughs> that, that, that'll sharpen you right out of the pocket in, in and, no and time. Like, Russell Wilson still does it. Um, yes, he does, yeah. But he's, but he's Russell Wilson. He's so also he, Russell Wilson, that's right. He can. Um, Vidral bails early a lot, I noticed, and... If you just look at it and be like, all right, he bailed, but like he should still be in the pocket. If he was in the pocket, like Naquan Jones was like collapsing in the interiors of these pockets. And that's part of why Vitral was bailing, although he still could have, you know, you always want to see a quarterback work up into the spaces, find room. There's always more room than you think um, and make your throw instead of bailing out the back. But he was bailing out the back, but... Jones was collapsing some interiors. I don't know that he's going to be super disruptive all the time in the past game, uh, but at least against Rutgers, like he was getting back there a little bit. And just because the quarterback had ran away already and the the camera had <laughs> focused down to him because they follow the quarterback at all times, like if you just sort of watch, you're like, hey, he's just overpowered that dude relatively quickly. Uh, and he was him and Jacob Slade both. We're pretty damn stout in the run game. There was a couple bad run plays. Uh, I think Rutgers had like one designed run that went to like the appropriate place for a big play. Um, we went over one with Noah Harvey running to the wrong spot, running out of a hole, and that's mm-hmm. you know that was a cutback. There was another one where Rutgers had a nine man or an eight man blocking scheme with a QB running behind it, so nine guys in Michigan State had six in the box. That went for a big gain. Sure that did. wasn't. That was also a cutback too, and there was just no one left to make the play. There were a bunch of play like Antoine Simmons. There was a big run, and Antoine Simmons it got spilled, and he missed a tackle yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. There wasn't any room for Rutgers to run up the middle for the most part that game. Like Slade, Jones, and then. Mallory and Hunt eventually made an impact. They got pushed around a little bit early. But those four guys, like it it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought. Or as you thought. Yeah, I, I, it was the start of the game for me, honestly, because it, it's like the first quarter, and it's like, oh my, this uh, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of pushes so far. It, it wasn't I, I was like, just like hyper aware to it like for, for the beginning yeah. of the game, too. And honestly... The first play of the game was like a eight yard run, I think. It was spilled. It was totally stuffed up the middle. It spilled. Trey Person took a bad angle and didn't get off his block in time. Drew Beasley didn't take a great angle and they got the edge and got eight yards. Like the interior absolutely stuffed that. They stuffed the touchdown run. It was a cutback to a wide open lane because the linebacker totally vacated his run responsibility. Like I know they kind of marched straight down the field. Yeah. It wasn't because they were pushing around the front. Like, at best, Rutgers was getting stalemates, and that's it. And it's Rutgers. So it's Rutgers. Who cares, right? Then the line, the Rutgers line was pretty mediocre. 
But they did not in any way boss around Michigan State's front. Like, they they just didn't. They, they, they pass protected pretty darn well. I'll give them that for sure. And they used a lot of, like, six, seven-man protections. Yeah. Um, and Michigan State would blitz um, a decent amount. And they did a good job picking things up. They did. Um, but they were not in any way bossing them around in the run game. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there were some times out there, pass play, if a draw drops back, this is before he would scramble out of a pocket, or maybe stayed in the pocket, but like it's just like, I just had the feeling like this is Naquan Jones just fighting for his life out there. <laughs> just like, it's, it's, it's just yeah. him, and uh, if he doesn't get home, then, well, time for Vidral to throw a beach ball up there somewhere and uh, find the hands of Scarlet Knight. Yeah, that happened one time. <laughs> I know. It's super, I know, it just sticks. But that one you. time is seared into my memory, and yeah. I can't there were, not there were think definitely, of it. Um, sorry, there were definitely a couple pass plays where he did just have a bunch of time. Uh, but he was bailing a lot, Matt. He was getting out of there a lot. He was, rarely did he drop back, step up into a pocket, and deliver a throw. It happened a few times. But it wasn't nearly as bad as I felt it was. I honestly, I, I was like in agreement with you. We both agreed with each other. Like, hey, the front didn't play well. They're pretty bad, aren't they? They're they're not bad. It might be a different story against Michigan. I was going to say, it's... Uh, might be a different story against Michigan because they're a little better, but they're breaking in four new offensive linemen and they just played a Minnesota defense that might be really bad. Like, really bad. I hope so. That'd be cool. They're breaking in a bunch of new starters. They got COVID issues on the defense. And Minnesota has been certainly improving. They are not at all at a point where they can just reload. They no. Their year was last year. Teams like that, you, you, like, you have to have a step back in there. It, it could very well be like MSU's 2012 season for Minnesota sure. as they build. Like you, just, you take step backs because you lose a lot of guys. Totally. It absolutely could happen. Um, they were not an impressive defense. Michigan absolutely handled them. We'll see. It's going to be a much tougher test for Michigan to run for like nine yards of carry like they did against Minnesota. I I don't see that happening. I think Milton's going to have to make some more plays. Michigan will be able to run the ball, but not like they did against Minnesota. I I would be very surprised if that happened. All right, jury's out then, right? I mean, well, it, I mean, there's still a big second. It's just a big second lesson, you know, a big second test coming up. I I, I know that there it's a new offensive line and it's what for. Starters that they're replacing. Yeah. Like at the same time, though, like yeah, Minnesota can't reload, but you know who can is uh, Michigan school can down the road. Yeah. <laughs> school um, down the road. Can. They're going to have some decent athletes for sure. Oh, that yeah. are oh, going to yeah. go up against a defensive line that is also pretty new too. That only has like one yep. game under their belt. So yep, and you know what they they have more recruiting talent on their line than Michigan State has on theirs. But Michigan State has some pretty decent talent. In that front four, and in the and you know Antoine Simmons was a four star kid, and we know he can yeah, absolutely yeah. is is a baller. Like it's going to be a tougher test for Michigan. They're going to have to earn if they want to get to forty. It's going to be a lot tougher than it was against Minnesota, unless the Michigan State offense just makes it easy on them, like they did with Rutgers. God. That said, it's still probably going to be around a twenty point loss. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, fun. What a way to end the show. That's going to do it for us. Long Three episode quarters. here. Wow. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, a little bit more preview stuff. We'll see if the line changes at all, and then we'll really get into some nitty-gritty, talk about some specific players. I'll get into some schematic things 
as well. Run them by Matt, some scenarios, kind of like we did today, but a little bit more involved. And, you know, we can maybe talk about what it would mean to maybe contend and have a chance to win in the fourth quarter, Matt. Yeah, bang, look at that. Maybe do some Big Ten picks. I love the, the Huskers. And some Big Ten picks. Get the points and, this weekend. So, yeah, let's yeah. get that. Oh, yeah, in. love the Huskers. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. You know who's a, a great pick this week is Northwestern. A little hint. Uh, I, I don't even know who they're playing. Iowa. They're at Iowa, and they are a two-and-a-half-point dog. Okay. That right. line stinks. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. 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 I, I like stinky lines. All right. Stinky there line. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Render, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. Matt, take us home. Go green. It's almost over. The week's almost over. Go green. Let's just fight through it together, guys. Go green. All right. God. Whew. Go green.